is an Odyssey original. This is KDEX in Depth. I'm Rob Arch. I'm Charles Feldman. COVID cases on the rise in L.A. County, but maybe you should wait for that booster shot. We'll go in depth into how COVID is still very much with us. Two popular eagles in the San Bernardino Mountains could soon be homeless. We look into what's being done to save their nest. And the mugshot seen around the world. Former President Trump's face might soon be everywhere. Here's the thing about those eagles being homeless. Yeah. Here's the deal. If you agree to take one in, right. I'll take the other. There you go. Okay. But what if they don't want to be separated? Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we start, though, with uh, COVID and boosters. Back with us is friend of the show, Dr. William Schaffner, professor of preventative medicine and infectious diseases at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. Doctor, thanks for being back with us. Good to be with you guys. You know, uh, by the way, you are one of my favorite doctors, and the reason is you're the only doctor that doesn't send me a bill. <laughs> I, I, wait, wait, I give him time. That. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about about uh, boosters. So, first of all, COVID is on the rise around the country, right? Or at least parts of the country. Certainly, is in LA County. How concerned should we be about that? And is it time to run out and get jabbed again? Well, I think it's certainly notable. Uh, I don't think we have to be scared, but we ought to know that these. Uh, COVID viruses are very, very transmissible that are out there. They're very contagious. There are lots of people getting milder infections. And here and there in the country, there has been an increase consequently of hospitalizations. That's certainly true in my neck of the woods. And uh, if you haven't gotten your booster yet, and you're in a high-risk group, then I think you ought to think seriously about getting it. Otherwise, you know, we anticipate that there will be a new updated booster available starting mid-September. And it will be recommended, I think, rather widely at that point. So good idea. To, if you're not, as you say, in the high risk group, we'll wait until September. Uh, would we be able to get that in a combo with the flu shot? You should be able to. It's not clear that every location will have both vaccines, but I think most doctor's offices and pharmacies certainly will have them both, and you can get them at the same time. I remember way back, and it seems like way back, a couple of years now, actually, if you think about it, when I, I believe we uh, talked about it uh, at various times on this show about if we'll ever get to the point when COVID has become kind of like the flu uh, in the in the way people deal with it, in the way maybe doctors think about it, in the way that you get sort of a, a new shot every year. Are we at that point now? Almost, I think. Certainly the medical profession, public health people, the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC are thinking along those lines. Now we'll see whether the public also joins us in thinking that way. Because if that's true, then the acceptance of both influenza vaccine and this updated COVID vaccine will be much better than they have been in the past. But we have to get the general public to accept the vaccine. Vaccine in a refrigerator never yet prevented a single infection. That's a good point. Uh, do you think acceptance would rise if we get close to a vaccine that we could inhale? Well, people are still working on kind of a nasal spray or an inhaled vaccine. The other thing they're working on 
is a combined flu and COVID vaccine that you still have to get with an injection. Maybe that will be available next year, not this year, however. This year, we'll have them separately, but it'll be important to get them both. Am I right, though, that um, the sticking point for for those who are either anti-vaccine or they're kind of lukewarm about it is they got hung up on that early on there was the expectation that the vaccines would prevent infection as well as 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 deadly disease. And it turned out that they're good at preventing deadly disease or mitigating it anyway, but not so good after a short amount of time preventing infection. Are we any closer to some kind of a vaccine, whether it's by injection or inhalation or, I don't know, a pill, that would actually be much better preventing the infection? Because that's the problem when people say, oh, I know my neighbor got, got the COVID shot and a week later they got COVID anyway. And that's also what they say about influenza vaccine. Yeah, These yeah. vaccines against respiratory viruses, it's paradoxical, uh, at least to the average person, that they're much better at keeping us out of the hospital than they are in preventing milder illness. But of course, keeping us out of the hospital is the big deal, right? Nobody wants to have to go on a ventilator. No. That's not a holiday experience. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. William Shafter. Uh, on, don't don't uh, send us a bill. Don't send us a bill, and <laughs> we'll be fine. Thank you. Uh, always love talking to him. He's always yeah, got no, some uh, good great. advice. Anyway, uh, talked about uh, getting the COVID booster shots that are coming down the pike. Right now, though, it's not just writers and actors who are dealing with the effects of the Hollywood strikes. We've been telling you that all along. It's others in and around the industry. With us right now is Corey Smith. He works in set lighting, but hasn't had work for months now and is finding other ways to pay the bills. Corey, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. So what other ways are you finding to pay the bills? Well, literally, as we speak, I'm in the grocery store doing Instacart and Uber at the same time. Instacart and Uber. How are you doing both? Uber Eats. Well, when Uber one Eats. Calls, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So when one calls, I'll go to that one. Then the next one calls, I go to that one. And it's just been running around all over town trying to make some money. Well, you got to keep busy, too. Uh, how long do you yeah. think you can last? Because some some uh, experts are saying, you know, this just might go into later in the fall. It might go to December. Can you last that long? Well, in a sense, I can because uh, I haven't actually uh, got a chance to really um, lose anything. Um, I literally just got in the union, so I haven't – I was able not to – buy anything expensive or anything like that so my bills are low my rent's low so i'm just lucky that i don't have high bills i have friends right now got to return cars got to move out of apartments and houses because they just can't keep up so luckily i wasn't in that area like that so uh what i'm doing actually pays all my bills so i'm pretty pretty lucky well i was gonna say that i mean that that's pretty good but obviously it's not what you want to do and what you're trained to do for for a a living yeah yeah, I actually went to school. So I went to school, uh, completed it for two years, got into 728, and then all of a sudden, this happens. So I haven't even got a chance to even work on an actual shoot to pay the a union wage. So I'm just waiting for this all in resolve so I can get on with my life and so you know, you, get on to working. We need to get back to work. So you haven't even act, really started. You just kind of got the union card and you haven't done a production yet. Exactly. Wow. Exactly.
So you got to feel like, uh, you know, this, as they say, the secret of life is timing, and, and yours yours wasn't very lucky here. Right, exactly. Unfortunately, uh, this has happened. And, you know, actually I thought it was, wasn't going to last this long, but I think we're in, what, day 115? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, because in 2008 it was 90 days, and I survived that. Uh, I did that one, and that wasn't so bad, but this doesn't look too good. Would there come a point, Corey, where you might actually have to reconsider doing what you do, you know, for a living? Not that you necessarily would want to keep doing what you're doing now temporarily, but might you decide to go into a whole other line of work? No, no, no. I've, I've, hey, I, I, I took time out of my life and uh, tried to get myself together, mm-hmm. and I'm of age to where is this? This is no turning back. So, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to just have to wait it out. Uh, luckily, I can do what I'm doing now to survive, but I'm not giving up. I, I, I went to school for this, so this is something that I've been trying to do for a while, and I actually literally got in, so it's like I'm not stopping. Give us an idea, set lighting, uh, if you have to go to school for that and you've got to spend years studying it. Uh, yeah. uh, not yeah. just anybody can do it. No, no, not everyone can do it. Uh, you have takes a lot of time. You're learning on the fly. Uh, once you get on set, you can learn in the classroom and books is fine. But once you're literally on the set, it's a whole different ball game. It's super fast paced, and you got to keep up. And you got to learn what you're doing. So, what I'm going to start doing actually is going to be going to go take some training classes just to keep my my skill skill set fresh. Because after a while, you know, I mean, it's it's muscle memory, of course, but you have to definitely stick with it so you don't lose your your. Uh, your, your skills. Do you have a, a gig already set up so that if uh, or when the strike ends, you, you've got a production to go to? No. Now, that's another thing. I'm going to, you know, once this is over, I'm going to have to wait to get on a, a shoot and then you have to wait to get paid and all that stuff. But luckily in the union, uh, you know, that's part of being in, the benefits of being in the union. They can give us some jobs to help us out. Uh, you know, it could be what they call a day player, where if I don't work on a permanent crew, I can kind of bounce around from from uh, set to set, different shoots, well, shoot to shoot, and uh, work like that. And you can still survive and live uh, pretty pretty comfortably off that. All right, uh, Corey, i got to say, it's great talking to you because you sound like uh, not only do you have a lot of drive and ambition, you sound like you've got a positive outlook on this. And, and you know, I think a lot of other people dealing uh, with uh, trying to survive during the strike are going to be appreciate hearing from you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I want everyone out there to hang tight and keep going. 728, that's where we are, and the rest of the unions. 80, we're all supportive. IATSE supporting everybody. But, you know, there's going to be a time where uh, – we got to get back to work. You know, everyone's itching to do it. And, you know, I think these uh, networks and these executives, eventually they're going to have to figure out a way so we can all just come back together and get back on set and get back working. All right. You got it. Corey uh, Smith uh, works in set lighting, but uh, hasn't uh, hasn't even started yet. Uh, Just got into the union, finding other ways to pay the bills while the strikes go on. Coming up, will former, will former President Trump's, the things you learn by listening to this show, you learn incredible things. Uh, will, will former President Trump's mugshot be plastered everywhere soon? And if it is, who's going to be making all that money? We always hope that once you're done listening to the show, you're smarter than you were at 
than you were at the beginning. Uh, right now, though, two famous eagles could soon lose their home in the Big Bear area. There is now a lawsuit to stop the U.S. Forest Service from giving Jackie and Shadow the boot. Sandy Steers is the executive director of Friends of Big Bear Valley, which also operates the 24-7 live stream of Jackie and Shadow's Nest. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So give us some details. What, what's happening to these uh, eagles here? And uh, can Charles and I take uh, one each in? <laughs> um, they, they're not being kicked out for sure or anything, but the Forest Service is proposing a huge uh, tree removal project, you know, over 13,000 acres in this area, and the eagle nest is in that area. And part of what they're proposing is doing um, prescribed burns and doing mechanical thinning and hand thinning all throughout the area, including the eagle nest area. And they don't have the dates right in there. They have the, the dates saying that they're going to do all these things up till January, but Jackie and Shadow are in the nest uh, in mid-October at the latest. And so if they're doing prescribed burns and mechanical thinning and cutting trees around their nest, they're not going to stay. Well, I mean, what does the Forest Service say about what they think is going to happen to the eagles? And I should point out that we did, of course, reach out to the Forest Service, but we got a written spokesperson, actually, who came back at us and said that because of the pending litigation, they can't comment at this time. But have they said anything uh, that you're aware of on what they anticipate would happen to these two eagles? Well, what they've said is that they don't think there will be any impact from this project. And we submitted comments along with uh, over a thousand other people submitting comments saying things like the dates are wrong and, and you know, they would be doing that thinning when the eagles would normally be there. And they basically ignored the comments and went ahead and signed the project the way it was written without making any changes and without doing any further analysis. And that's part of the reason for the lawsuit. You know, you operate the uh, 24-7 live stream. Uh, how popular is that? How many uh, streamers do you get? Oh, we have, when the Eagles are there, we have between um, 200 and 2,000 usually on, and sometimes up to 5,000 when there's an egg hatching or some like, something like that at any given time. Uh, when the Eagles aren't there, we usually have a few hundred still with people waiting for the Eagles to come back and watch, watching the view and wanting to see what happens. Uh, and we have over 600,000 that follow us on the stories about the Eagles on Facebook. All right, uh, Sandy Steers, Executive Director of Fin Friends of uh, Big Bear Valley, which also operates that live stream of Jackie and Shadow's Nest. Thanks for joining us. I know that uh, Karen Adams. Right. Karen, you're there. Yes, I'm so, a big huge fan. fan. I know, yes. yes. My mother and I both, we love Jackie and Shadow. Now, you know, you heard, uh, Rob yes. and I have offered, you know, we would take in the Eagles. Right. Uh, but one each. I don't recommend that. You don't? Why not? No. Why? You don't think we'd be good parents? No. No? Why? I mean, <sighs> because they belong in the wild. Well, but it's a temporary thing. Yeah. No, no. Like well, foster they home. Would probably beak you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Maybe you know what? Or Rob? claw you. No, you know what would work? She's probably right, Karen. Yeah. We probably would be horrible taking care of. Yeah. But you know, she would be terrific, Karen. No. You'd yeah. be terrific taking care yeah. of. Yeah. I would not because they need to be in their natural element. Yeah, but but for they're a while. Survivors. Yeah, but they're going to be burning the area around them. Yeah. I know. So for a while. I know. This this breaks my heart. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Well, if it really broke your heart, Karen, you'd take them in. Yeah. And nourish them and let them grow. Right, let them beak you. <laughs> <laughs> right now... Mess. You're listening to KNX In-Depth with Rob Archer. I'm Charles Feldman. A new study funded by the maker of the diabetes and weight loss drug, Wegovy, finds that the drug can help obese people dealing with a common form of heart failure. Now, this could be another tool to help people dealing with poor health. Dr. Richard Wright is a cardiologist and heart failure specialist over at Providence St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica. Doctor, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. So uh, is this one of those drugs that, uh, besides making people thinner, uh, can also keep people alive longer if they have a heart issue? Well, presumptively, that's true. Uh, This study didn't answer the question of whether they'll live longer, but what it showed is that they'll live better. Uh, These were obese people that had this syndrome of heart failure. They were breathless. They couldn't walk as well. And they were given the drug, and it turned out that at the over a one-year treatment period, they were able to be more functional. They walked further. They, they had uh, markers in their bloodstream of improved heart performance and felt better. Now, whether they'll live longer is still speculative, but uh, this is a game changer because we have very few medicines that have been shown to improve this particular patient population. Well, you know what they say, uh, anything that sounds too good to be true probably isn't true. Uh, so are there some some things to watch out for in taking this drug? Are there some other side effects that might be, uh, you know, inconvenient? Well, side effects can, uh, the, the way the drug works is by mimicking when you have an overfull stomach and you don't want to eat anymore. And it turns off the appetite. And that's, of course, why it was first used for diabetes. And then it was found to be very effective for weight loss. The, uh, the hooker here is that it improved people's function in terms of not just weight loss, but also the heart's performance. So the downside is really just a little bit of nausea. That's the main side effect. But otherwise, I'd say this is all upside. You know, what always uh, concerns me about anything that's new, uh, despite all the clinical trials, uh, is what happens through years and years of, of aftermarket clinical experience, right? I mean, I, I was thinking the other week there was a story in the papers about the PPIs, the drugs that are used for reflux, and how when they first came out, you know, doctors were touting them as kind of a miracle, sort of a miracle uh, drug for people with bad heartburn. And then it turns out years and years later that now they now are linking it, at least in association with some forms of dementia, that sort of thing. Do you get concerned on drugs like this that are really new or newish that what you're going to find out 15, 20, 25 years down the line? Yeah, clearly we don't have data that long because the drugs haven't been available that long. But I would say that I'm less concerned about this class of drugs because this emulates nature. The the proton pump inhibitor that you just mentioned, you know, that doesn't exist in nature. That's a creation of man. But but this emulates a hormone that you have and I have. And when you go to the buffet and overeat and you stop eating, this just emulates that same hormone. And we've finally been able to harness nature's way here, uh, which has had terrific benefits for diabetics, then for weight loss, and now for cardiac patients. You know, uh, what you just say there, it uh, emulates nature. Uh, is this opening the door to some other research into other uh, drugs that uh, either are already on the market or maybe can be invented down the road that will have multiple forms of uh, benefits? Absolutely. This, these things came out of left field. I mean, the, the, we have now, this will be the second drug that we have that works 
in this condition of heart failure with good systolic function, good pumping of the heart. And uh, both of them came out of the diabetes field, interestingly. So this this issue where diabetics and, and obese people now were using those drugs for them in people who don't even have diabetes. This particular clinical trial were non-diabetics, and yet they're benefiting from a diabetes drug. So we're scratching the surface. There will be many, many more achievements, I suspect, in the coming years in this field. I always find that interesting what you're just saying about how this is a drug that was developed for one thing, but it turns out it could be extremely useful for another. And and a lot of drugs are like that, right? I mean, even though you've got people, I'm sure very smart people who have been spending years trying to come up specifically with a drug for, say, this, what this deals with, with heart conditions, certain heart conditions, and they don't come up with it, but some person who comes up with a diabetes drug ends up coming up with a drug that also takes care of weight and, by the way, also can help somebody with a heart condition. For sure. In fact, a lot of the drugs we use in cardiology are just what you said. Serendipity. Think about aspirin. It wasn't developed to prevent heart attacks. It was developed for, you know, for treating fever and pain. Um, so we we need to keep our eyes open for target effects that we didn't anticipate. And fortunately, we stumbled across really beneficial drugs out of these diabetes agents. All right. Thanks so much, uh, Dr. Richard Wright, cardiologist, heart failure specialist at Providence St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, talking about uh, some possible heart benefits from this weight loss drug, Wegovi. Now, unless you've been hiding under a rock or away from a TV set, computer or smartphone or stopped breathing, in which case you're dead and not <laughs> listening to us, maybe, uh, you have probably seen former President Trump's mugshot. That's right. You've seen that defiant, stern look could soon be everywhere as perhaps Trump and other business-minded people might uh, use it, uh, imagine, to make money. Uh, Chris McMurray is a business consultant and author. His latest book is called Food Stamps to Franchise, A Life Journey from Brokenness to Success. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me. So, yes, obviously uh, uh, a a lot of marketing. We are already seeing the Trump campaign uh, use this mugshot, uh, ironically enough, uh, using the words never surrender underneath a mugshot that was taken at his surrender. but uh, could it be used in other business marketing? Is the hint here that somebody other than the Trump campaign and other than a politically minded person might use it to make some money? I think most notably, both sides of the aisle could potentially profit from this. You know, let's not forget that that right after the uh, surrender, the the Biden camp also put up a, a tweet, you know, now's a good time as ever to come and and donate to the campaign. So certainly that and and as well as small Etsy operators, et cetera. So I think there's opportunity here, whether we we like it or not. You know, I'm curious because uh, celebrities, many of them anyway, uh, spend a lot of time and money and they hire people to make sure that their you know visual image is protected. And they'll sometimes go after people who, you know, put their faces on things that they don't want their faces on. What about a former president? Uh, Can he say, no, you can't, you know, to a particular group say, no, you can't use my mugshot on on your T-shirt. It can only be put on the ones that I approve of. I think it'd be difficult to control. And and let's not forget, uh, you know, infamously or famously, Johnny Cash had a mugshot that that's still on T-shirts and 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 held as Mm. well. So the picture obviously was calculated in terms of even, uh, you know, facial position and all that sort of thing. And so I I think it's it would be very hard to control uh, who would be who would use that. 
Now, speaking of uh, presidential marketing, I understand you had a run in uh, with another uh, famous uh, politician who wanted to use your uh, store as a backdrop for a picture. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So one thing I can tell you about uh, now President Joe Biden, then Vice President uh, Joe Biden, he loves ice cream. (laughs) So we had some of that in our store and had he had planned to stop by on his way to a, a event that was across town and we didn't know it. But advanced team came in ask us if uh, they could come in and do some pictures and chat with me. And I, I uh, politely declined uh, in the moment. I, I, you know, you mentioned just now about the way uh, Trump's mugshot, uh, the way it's positioned. And I am interested. I'm staring at it right now. And uh, uh, to our listeners, if you're not driving and you happen to have an opportunity, if you look at it like right now, you can follow along sort of. what What is it about this mugshot that it is different. I, I've seen lots of mugshots, and I'm sure you have too over the years. Mm-hmm. There's something very different about it. What is it that I I can't put my finger on? But it's different. As, it's as if he's glaring into the lens of the camera, yeah, and right. and I think both sides could see it as as victory. Uh, the Trump campaign saying, you know, I've heard comparisons to Uncle Sam and mm-hmm. and everything else in, in terms of the appearance, mm-hmm. and then on the left side of the aisle, they. They're thinking, well, this this is a you know a great form of justice or mm. a show of justice uh, in this moment, and so it it does have a very unique look. Obviously, uh, not the clothing we're perhaps accustomed to in mugshots, and and uh, definitely, like I said, calculated in terms of positioning. So it's it uh, showed up merchandise quickly. So uh, it was a calculated move, no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, so uh, we're talking mugs, T-shirts, throw pillows, flags. Uh, <laughs> is there something that uh, someone either uh, from either side of the political aisle might use this on that would surprise you? You know, I was I was thinking I, I heard someone say earlier that they'd like to take it and frame it and put it in their office. And I'm not sure I would <laughs> I would appreciate it that much, <laughs> but that would be a very unique and interesting use of, of a mug shot. Uh, I could think of of other images, even if I liked or disliked the candidate. Yeah, and, and as you point out, this can be used from uh, from either side of the aisle. Obviously, everybody's right. going to try to get as much mileage out of this as possible. And obviously, the, the Trump uh, campaign would like to turn the embarrassment of a mugshot into a marketing opportunity. They're already trying to do that. But, you know, President Biden did the same thing. You know, for a while, they, they were doing that Brandon thing, let's go Brandon. And then uh, I think somebody on the left started the dark Brandon meme, and mm-hmm. he has now adopted that. This started from an anti Joe Biden uh, chant that he has adopted, turn around, uses it as a uh, political advertising tool. So it's really no surprise that uh, Donald Trump would use his mugshot in the same way, is it? Absolutely. And and people, I think, neglect the the loyalty that Trump fans have. And so this this almost bolsters or increases their support of, of the candidate, uh, not necessarily the middle of the road or, or left people for obvious reasons, uh, but it's it's a you know, clarion call or, or a cry to to come and support and and sort of gives fuel to the fire in that instance. So I'm still, Chris. Uh, I'm still uh, looking at the mugshot. Stop looking at no, it. No, I haven't. I, I'm still, I'm, <laughs> fi- I'm fixated on on the Trump mugshot. So if you were marketing him, uh, would you have told him to do something different with this mugshot? You know, I I I think they've got a smart team around them. I. I think I would have had more of a, at least a slight grin or something that, you know, it almost would 
speak in a in a similar way but yeah. would be a little less of a scowl you know right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be more friendly in my opinion okay i think right. somebody commented i wonder what the camera person said to him that made right. him so upset like he's given a death stare to that camera <laughs> right. guy maybe, maybe maybe he said biden won the, the election <laughs> yeah it could have <laughs> said right. that yeah all right uh, thank you so much uh, chris mcmurray a business consultant author name of the book by the way if you want to check it out is called food stamps to franchise a life journey from brokenness to success i'm still looking at the mugshot you have not turned away no, from it no, even I'm, in I'm, the other segments before we got to no, it no i've been staring at it i I'm, saw you look just yeah, looking I'm at fixated it fixated yeah on it yeah it's, it's you know it's unique it's this could become a mental problem for you though it 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 very i may seek therapy right and now that the show is over are you going to take that with you uh, as soon as I adopt the Eagles, I will okay, take this. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's it for KDX In-Depth today. Thanks so much for joining us all this week. We're going to be back on Monday.